Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. of grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill, and I'm sitting across from my old buddy, <clears throat> longtime buddy, <laughs> Grace Guard Dog Stevie. Yeah, young buddy. Young old time friend. Let's not go too far with that. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm glad that you guys are here listening because that's what is most important. And we're just asking God to bless you, bless you with a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can discern these spiritual thoughts expressed in spiritual words, Father. Get a little prayer in there for you guys then we start hearing from the dog pound never gets old no it doesn't unlike steve who does get old but he's still a longtime friend Mm -hmm. let's see two podcasts ago we got a really good question yes and last podcast well i'll just let you review that yeah sure sure yeah it's it seemed like really i'm reviewing what we did the last few podcasts because it's actually a a continuing message from really we just ran out of time last exactly last podcast amen answering that question about what it means to be a a true disciple and we were finding out that a true disciple is somebody that the truth has set free and now we worship god in spirit and in truth in the truth that it is the spirit that needs to worship God through us because our human worship does not rise to the same level as when the spirit worships through us. And that's the truth of the matter. That sets us free from ourselves. Amen. And then from there, we went on to realize that the the teaching is something we receive from God. It's not us intellectually learning these deep truths of the Bible, but no, we were given the spirit, the spirit that's not of the world, but the spirit that is of you, Father, of God. We received the spirit of God. When? When we were born again and we received the spirit of Christ. We received Jesus Christ. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 2, the last verse, it says, And you have the mind of Christ. And that's what we use to read the Bible. And it 
accepts and receives the deep things of God because no human eye, no human ear, no human mind has ever known what God has prepared in advance for us to walk in. And we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. We're his poema, his, his poem that he writes through us. Amen. That's what I was thinking of is we talked about in the last couple podcasts, one, the idea that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, right? Yes, we did. And there's this idea that we had that the truth is knowing that Christ is our life. And yeah, that's a teaching. It's throughout the Proverbs. It uses that that word. One, I'm thinking of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, okay, okay. And that's one of those, the Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And whenever we see that is always the, the I am, right? The I am. The I am. How important that is to know. Trust in the I am mm-hmm. with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It's exactly the same as when we few podcasts ago were in the word is alive and energetic and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word is alive is a person. Jesus said, or Jesus said a few times in, I think three different times I've counted in John chapter eight, where he says his name as the I am. One of them is in John eight thirty two. I think it's eight thirty two. Do you okay. have it in front of you? Yeah, but go, keep going with the thought. Hopefully, it's eight thirty two. But he says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I think that was John eight twenty eight. What was eight thirty two? Eight thirty two was you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You were dead on. And then what was John eight twenty eight? The the son. If you if I be lifted up then you'll know that I am and I do nothing of my own initiative, but I speak the things that the Father taught me. Okay, so it says, if I be lifted up, you will know that. Yours says, I am he. Right, and I left that out because it really says that you'll know that I'm the I am. Yeah, that's the cool part. Yeah. That's now, what they were going to stone Jesus for when he, the first time he said it. Yeah, this irked them. Yes. So you probably have he in parentheses. Most translation I found do. I'm italicized, meaning italicized. it's not really it's not there. there. Yeah. He says, if I be lifted up, you will know that I am. Mm-hmm you will know who the I am is. It's me, Jesus. Right, because they, in John eight fifty eight, he says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was, I, I am. Ego I me in the Greek. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there's one more in John chapter eight. This is huge because he's, 
he's saying that the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, mm-hmm. trust in the I am, mm-hmm. and lean not on your own understanding, mm-hmm. but acknowledge him mm-hmm. in all your ways, mm-hmm. and he will direct your paths. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to that in a minute, but I, I want to sh- talk about the idea that we always think of Jesus in 828, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And what was the truth in terms of a teaching that we were to know? Mm-hmm. That we don't have the ability, apart from Jesus' Spirit dwelling in us, we can do nothing. Right. And we can do all things through Christ who dwells in us. And that's the teaching we were talking about in two podcasts ago, I believe. Yes. And that is what Jesus said, you will be my disciples, and you'll know this. A disciple is is defined as a learner. A learner. And a learner learns from a teacher. Teacher. Don't mean to be simplistic. But so the teaching is that you'll know this teaching, and you'll remain in this teaching. And another way of the teaching is in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches, Mm -hmm. abide, remain in me, Mm -hmm. remain in this teaching, Mm -hmm. and you'll bear much fruit. Mm -hmm. And then apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. Two key points to learn in that teaching is in him, through him, by him, you'll bear much fruit. Yes. Apart from him, Mm -hmm. separate from him. Without him, you can do nothing. Right. If you get that teaching, yes, you're halfway to home. Yeah. 90, 98%. Yeah, to home. exactly. You're so, free. You're free. Free from yourself at that point. That's what Jesus is saying you shall know, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing. I'm speaking for myself, maybe. I'm thinking. I'm speaking for the way American culture learns. Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you say "know something"? Or what does "know" mean to you? Right, intellectually discern something, intellectually yeah. figure it out. Have you ever thought of knowing may mean something a little, mm-hmm. a lot more than that? Oh, once I learned about epigenosis and all that. From the Greek writings, the original language, it blew my mind. It blew my mind what this new covenant in the New Testament is saying when it uses that word no. It has so much more meaning than is coming out in in our modern day. The Bible brings a lot more meaning to the table. Yeah, if you consider the first time in the Hebrew Bible, the word know is used. <laughs> it's a little more than learning something, some information. Right. Wasn't it Adam knew Eve and they bore a child? Yeah. We're, we're talking about experiencing. Experience. Yes. Intimacy. Yes. And so is Jesus. Yes. He's saying you shall experience the truth. Yes. And the truth will make you free. Right. This is something that we can't we can grab it intellectually. I've heard grace described in that. That teaching grace is described that way by people that are really good at teaching grace. 
which I aspire to be one day. I, I don't know who said it, but he said, grace is more caught than taught. Mm. 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 That makes sense. It's kind <laughs> it's of the hard. Way. Yeah. It's wow. You, you kind of receive it. Yes. And you don't really study it and learn it. No. But you do. It, teachings are good on it, but it's something that you just, one day you just go, oh my gosh. Exactly. I caught it. You could be driving down the road and, and missing your exit because of the rev. <laughs> I know it's happened to me half a million times. That's the best feeling in the world. It is. It's worth missing the exit for. And the whole Bible just becomes alive oh, in your mind. Yeah. From Genesis to Revelation. Mm -hmm. And it's like all saying the same thing, which is really what the Bible is pointing to the same thing. Yes. You shall experience the truth and the truth will make you free. Yes. Well, that word know, when Jesus said you shall know the truth. Mm-hmm. It's actually in some of the Proverbs, and the one we just touched on. You want to go to it? and I want to do anything you want. Okay. Spirit be with us. Yeah. Teach us what this proverb means. So let, let's go to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. It's 3, 5, and 6. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm on my way. Here we go. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and he will make your paths straight. Okay. So, the Lord, is that a capital L, capital O, capital R? Yes. Which is the I, I am. The I am. Didn't Jesus claim to be? The I am. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Here he says, acknowledge the I, I am. Do you have the word acknowledge? That, that's what I've got. Give credit to the I am. Yeah, and it's, it's the Hebrew word yada, um, which is the same as the Greek, Greek word, word epinosis. Yes. So it's not know him as learning an intellectual thing it it's an experience right experiencing him is what sets you free from the sin the only thing that does remember he said you shall know the truth yes. you shall experience the me truth. and the truth will set you free yes in proverbs 3 5 and 6 he he's saying the same thing jesus said isn't he you shall know the, the truth and the truth will make you free. Yes. And we thought the way to be free from sin was how many different ways? Get an accountability partner. Yeah, formula after formula. When it's saying experience God and he will make your path straight. And I, all the time, I, I had the order backwards. I thought make my path straight and then he will direct my life or stop sinning and I'll be free to live for Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. Turn off the sin spigot. Yeah. Well, get a load of this. What verse follows three, five, and six? Mr. Seven. Chapter, 
chapter 3, verse 7. Yes. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Reverence the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body. Okay, what did that always mean? How would you have applied oh, that verse? Oh, man, I, for 40 years, I, I, I heard I always felt like the pastor was had his two fingers thumping my chest. I really felt, oh, I got a chest thumping today. He said, turn away from evil, and then he went off on how evil it is and how God hates evil and that we shouldn't do evil and by the end of the the sermon, I I, w- I was wanting to turn or burn. I I wanted to turn away from evil, and I tried. And so that became the goal to turn from evil. Yes. And then they would say, "Repent." Yeah. Which I took to mean stop sinning, or depart from evil. Yes. You know what it really says it, in the Hebrew thought. It I'm says all ears, I'm all ears, Bill. It's actually saying acknowledge Him in all your ways. Isn't that the same as Jesus saying, "You shall know the truth"? Mm-hmm. He is the truth. Mm-hmm. You shall experience the truth, mm-hmm. which is what the word acknowledge means. It's the yada or the mm-hmm. epinosis, mm-hmm. and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And lean not on yourself. Your own understanding, your own mm-hmm. strength. Yeah. But acknowledge him. Yes. Experience him. Say Ab- it's him in me doing yes. it. Abiding in him. Mm-hmm. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. He is the truth. Being free, where it says depart from evil, it the word actually means turn off. When you acknowledge him, when you're experiencing the truth, when you're experiencing him, sin is turned off. Evil is turned off. That's what the New Testament was saying. That's what it's always said. When when I don't depend on myself, I can get evil to be dormant. And you're saying right here in this passage, it's saying the exact same thing. What a mind blow. What a rev, Bill. That you, it's rev- you, you yeah. landed on something huge. It's Romans 7, isn't it? It sure is. I would not have known what evil was or what sin was or what living outside of him was. But when the law came, sin sprang to life and I died. When the commandment came, what is the commandment? Isn't the commandment living by human effort? That's what it depends on, yes. The The whole Old Testament was described as the elementary principles. Remember, he said, I will lead you by the hand Mm -hmm. like a little like a parent to a little kid. But now we've we've matured into something where we can experience him and we can know him and we can have the mind of the spirit. And that's what Paul was saying that. Until the cross, no eye had seen, no ear had heard, no one had had entered the mind of no one what God has prepared for us, himself, his spirit. And he's made us ready for the spirit, and he's put the spirit in us to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. But 
before the cross happened, no, no one could see this. That's why Jesus said, if I be lifted up, you'll know. Well, he said, when I'm lifted up, you'll know the truth. But before he went to the cross, no one could know this. He had to, for one, they would have stopped it from happening if they knew. Right, that's exactly what it says in First Corinthians. Had they understood yeah. the wisdom of God, they, they would, would not, not have crucified the Son of Glory. Amen. They wouldn't have. No. It says this is wisdom from God that he has put us in Christ, who has become to us wisdom that that is our righteousness, holiness, and sanctification. Yeah, isn't that First Corinthians 2.20 or something? One twenty. I think it's right, yeah. And it's right before one thirty. Yeah. Where it says no one will boast. Yeah. You've been made by his doing, you've been made You've been placed in Christ who has become to us wisdom, wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and sanctification. Yes. Therefore let if anyone boasts, let him, him boast, boast in the, the Lord. Lord. Doesn't the, that doesn't it say am. acknowledge the I am <laughs> it does. and depend on him and sin is turned off. Sin, sin is made is dormant. Turned off. That's was so hard for me to say for some reason, but the point was trusting in him, sin being turned off or evil being turned off is the byproduct of trusting in him. Departing from sin or stop sinning, the byproduct of stop sinning is not that you'll know the Lord. And that's, that's how I was taught mm-hmm. or that's how my own mind thought it. Right. If I could ever just stop, if I could ever depart from evil... Maybe I could have a relationship with God. Yeah, and you and plus you you would write and evaluate yourself. Nothing yeah. to do with God and His power to make sin dormant. Well, I was told he, he you broken fellowship, right? And the way you restore that fellowship, try harder. Is try harder. Yes, and stop doing that. Right where this passage is saying no. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own human effort. Acknowledge it's God doing it through you. There you go. sin stops. Sin stops. But that wasn't my understanding. My understanding was stop Stop sinning. sinning. Yes. I completely had the order backwards. Doesn't Jesus say the same thing? You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Mm-hmm. Isn't that saying you will abide in me and you'll stop sinning? You mm-hmm. can say it that way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we, we've never been slaves to anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, anyone that commits a single sin is a slave to the sin. Right, right. Well, sin, apart from the law, sin is dead. Apart from human effort trying, the sin is dead. It's dormant. Evil is dormant. Evil is really trying to do your best in your own strength. Yes, it becomes. That's what Paul said. I know that no good thing dwells in me, only the evil dwells in me. For the wishing to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. Sounds like the Apostle Paul might have had the same thought we did. If he could just get this evil that's 
he says, present in him under control. Mm -hmm. A little more determination. If he could put it away. Mm -hmm. Then, then, man, then, wow, then I can live for God. Mm -hmm. Then I can experience Mm -hmm. God. Then Mm -hmm. I can please God. So when it's saying lean not on your own understanding, it's really saying lean not on your own determination. It is, because that's what I was determined to do. Yes. Was thought to do was to stop sinning. I fully understood all those commandments and what the implications of them were. Completely understanding them did nothing to prevent me from embarrassing myself. You knew what was wrong to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you knew what was expected to do. And that's what Paul said. I joyfully concur with the law which is the exact same thing as this proverb is saying. It says, write these laws down on the tablet of your heart so you find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Joyfully agree with the commandments and try and do them. (laughs) But then it goes on to say, trust in your determination with all your heart. No. It says, trust in the Lord. Put your confidence in the Lord with all your heart. Put the confidence in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own abilities. And in all your ways, say it's God in me doing this. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. He'll straighten out the Christian life for you. Right. Am I reading the passage right? You're right. And you said the word confidence. Yes. That's what the word trust. It's the word, let's see, it's Hebrew word, Strong's word, H. 982. Okay. Batak. And it means to put confidence in. You put confidence. So trust. With all your heart, put your confidence in God. Put your confidence in God. Yes. Who else said, don't put your confidence in the flesh? Paul. Put your confidence in. As always. It's always. Paul. <laughs> Paul seemed to teach the same thing in every place in every church. Yeah, as the whole Bible does. And what did he call his teaching? Mm-hmm. A way of life in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Didn't he say, in all your ways acknowledge him? Yes. Isn't that the same, same as saying a way, way of, of life, life yeah. that he taught? Right, right, amen. That's a good, And acknowledge, good point. it's the word experience. Yes. So Paul says... We glory in Christ Jesus, we boast in him, we give him the credit, and we put no confidence in our flesh or our human effort or in the guy that's supposed to depart from evil. We put no just like you're quoting a verse there, Bill. (laughs) Reminds me of something. What am I thinking of? Philippians 3. Amen, man. I think we should go there. Let's go there. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is we don't put confidence in the flesh. We, we're we putting it in the I am. The I am. So that's what he's saying in Philippians 3. He calls some people some dogs or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You want me to read this? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll start maybe in verse 1. 
Yeah. Okay. Finally, brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing again is no trouble to me, and it's a safeguard for you. Boy, is it a safeguard. Yeah. Beware of those dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. Who's he talking to about? I mean, who's he talking about? He's talking about the group of people that are trying to rope you back under human effort and keeping the law. The people that actually end up causing you to do evil that you want. Paul is saying, apart from law, sin is dead. You mean instead of beware of all those bar rats? Yeah. Like you used to be, turn from that and get back it to church every night? Like That's I what I read. Thought it. it was. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but if you actually read the passage, he's talking about the people who want to put you under the law, people that tell you that live by the Ten Commandments. Yeah, that he in Second Corinthians three called the letter of death and the ministry that condemns. Yeah, that's who he's saying beware, and he calls them evil workers. That what, what what did the passage we looked at in Proverbs say about evil? That it departs when you turn back to the I am. But if you don't, if you turn to your own human effort, which it says not to do, but it says to trust in Him, not in your human effort. If you trust in Him, evil is right there by you. Paul said the same thing in Romans 7. Yep. In other words, you're not to try and turn the spigot of evil off and make the the pan empty and think and call it a day. You're to turn the spigot of Christ on and it not only makes the pan clean, but it fills it up with the spirit. There's no room for the the evil or the sin. Right. It turns it off. It turns it off by its presence. By its presence. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll read the next verse. Great way to look at that. Yeah. For we are the true circumcision. So he was saying, beware of the false circumcision. We are the true circumcision who worship in what? The spirit. We the true circumcision worships in the spirit of God. We use the spirit of God to worship God. That's what the people who are of the true circumcision are. The true disciple who's been set free oh, wow. from himself. Yes. He worships God by the power of the spirit of God that is in him. And it says... We are of the true circumcision because we don't we because we glory in Christ Jesus. We give him the glory and we put no confidence in the flesh, or we put no confidence in ourselves. We don't another way of saying that was Proverbs three, we don't trust in ourselves we don't trust in ourselves we don't trust in our own understanding but we acknowledge we experience him in all our ways and we let him direct our paths 
we put our confidence in God to live the Christian life through us. And those paths become a way of life. They become, in your mind, you actually have paths. When you're dwelling on things continuously, it, it actually cuts little ruts mm -hmm. and paths. With enough time goes by, you actually start living by them. You start catching yourself. No, I'm, I'm putting confidence in me now. I'm worried now. I'm anxious now. I'm trying to commit not to doing something now. Nope. I'm gonna... It becomes natural instead of you're working at it. Right. It becomes a way of life or yes. a path of life. Path of life. Wow. Well, well said. means the same thing. Yes. Okay. So Paul goes on. He says, We glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, although I myself might have a reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I have far more. I actually walk a pretty good walk. I could put confidence in my flesh. And he says, but I don't do it. Wow, that's saying a lot. My flesh will be your flesh, but I don't put my confidence in the flesh to please God. Even though it would be easy for him to do that. Yes. It's kind of easy for a basket case to not put confidence in the flesh. That's why Jesus said that the sinners and the tax collectors will <laughs> enter the kingdom of God, enter the rest of God wow. before you. Is that what that means? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's a huge sense in which the kingdom of God is actually the rest of it, God. It is. That's actually what he said to repent of. He never said to repent of sin. He said, repent for the kingdom of God, the rest of God is at hand. Yeah, yes. And he was talking about him himself. Yes. Change your mind about this. Right. And that's what he's saying here. Change your mind about this. Mm -hmm. Change your mm -hmm. mind about putting confidence in your human abilities. When he said, come to me, all you who are heavy laden and weary and I will give you rest he's saying repent he is and I will give you rest repent from that heavy burden you're trying to carry and let me carry it for you and I will give you rest for my yoke is light and my burden is easy, easy. wow because he does it through you. But Paul goes on to say, hey, I was circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, a tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, I was a Pharisee. Now a that's something Pharisee. to brag about. That, that's, he, he could Pharisee. easily put confidence in that stuff. They were Bible-thumping thumpers. Yes, yes. But does he put confidence in that? He could, but yeah. he doesn't. You're right. As to zeal for God, I was a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness, which is in the law, people found me blameless. Blameless? Blameless. And I still don't put confidence in the flesh. But 
but you're doing everything right in everyone's eyes. Exactly. You have good cause to put confidence in, in your flesh. Far more cause than I do. I, Steve Lenart, he says, goes on to say, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of experiencing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as dung. Wow. In order that I may get more of Christ, that I may gain more of Christ. I want more of his energy coursing through my body. Did he say, I I put no confidence in the flesh and glory in Christ and consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing value you said experiencing? It mm-hmm. was that word knowing, wasn't it? It was. It was. The To experience him compared to all his accomplishments, mm-hmm. he said, wasn't a comparison? No. He considered it loss when he did compare the two? He actually used a, a despicable word when he described it. Scubalon. Scubalon. <laughs> yeah. The NIV politely says rubbish. King James, mm-hmm. more accurate with the dung. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about not the bad stuff. We're talking about his, his best. best accomplishments. He, he's saying, I count it as a filthy rag. He could have actually hung with the promise keepers. Yes. And look, been looked up to. Yes. But he considers all that no. a loss. Yeah. You could have all that righteousness in your own determination and it's nowhere near as good as experiencing the God of the universe using you as a vessel to do good things through. That is literally heaven on earth, and it's the most valuable commodity there is. It is the pearl that was found. Yes. The very best the very best human effort could ever do doesn't compare with the weakest and the worst of us putting confidence in him. In the spirit. In the spirit. Yes. Wow. That says a lot. That says a lot and it explains a lot. It explains why it never works. Yes. The the human effort never works. No, no. When I said I, I was determined... To stop sinning mm-hmm. as the goal for my Christian life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You about drove yourself crazy. I never had, I never really understood about um, acknowledging him in all my ways and he would direct my path. I was still stuck on stop sinning and it wasn't until I spent a night in jail because I did unimaginable things. And they're not really unimaginable, but to a guy that was trying to straighten his life out. Mm-hmm. I mouthed off to a cop when I was drunk mm-hmm. and got thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. For a guy to be thrown in jail for mouthing off to a cop that has his goal as to live the, 
an exemplary mm-hmm. Christian life. Mm-hmm. You could not imagine how, well, you could because you were the one that bailed me out. Yeah, yeah. Was I a beat down puppy? Oh, oh. And I, I really wanted to quit. Yeah, being, you did. Being a Christian because I didn't know this. I had no idea about this experiencing him. I had no idea about depending on him or acknowledging him, leaning on him. I had no idea about this way of life in Christ. It wasn't till about a month after that that I went to a, the final Bible study I was ever going to give a chance to, and I started learning who I was in Christ, my identity in Christ, and it changed my life. It transformed it saved my you. life. It saved my life, yeah. Yeah. No telling where you would be right now. We, we would not know each other any longer. No, I wasn't. I was going on a bad path, and it wasn't for lack of trying. Mm-mm. But I just think about that. That Proverbs 3, 7, I had depart from evil out of order from depending on the I am, depending on Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's that made such a big difference, having that out of order. Actually, it changes everything. It does. You can't get... You, you can never get the evil out of your life. It, it's not going to happen. Mm-mm. But when you depend on the Spirit, turn on the, as you mentioned earlier, the spigot of His life, of mm-hmm. His Spirit, mm-hmm. the other just has no place. No. And no. It, it's it's not even trying anymore. Mm-hmm. I still... Yeah. I can't stop sitting now. To, mm-hmm. to this day, I can't... Even what I know, I can't... Mm-mm. If I put my mind back on stop sinning, I'm sinning. Mm-hmm. If I put my mind, if I live in the, if the paths that he's directed, those those mm-hmm. channels in my mind, mm-hmm. man, it's life and peace. Yes, yes. That's what Paul, Paul said. He, he said, I have suffered the loss of all things, praise and everything, everybody's saying, what a great job you do as a Pharisee under the law. You are it, Paul. He said, I, I lost all that. Well, what does he gain? He, he wanted to gain more of Christ. What does that mean? It means gain more of the power in the experience of Jesus working out life through you. He, he goes on to say, and I don't want to be found having a righteousness derived from the law. Wow. But that which is through the faithfulness of Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. He's saying, I don't want to be the law keeper and have my righteousness come from keeping the law, but I want it to come from knowing Christ. From from experiencing Him and getting more and more. Listen to what he he says earlier in in Philippians. He, He says, I know that all of this suffering that I'm doing will turn out for my deliverance because he was in prison and having a hard time. And he said, I shall not be put to shame in anything. In the midst of this trial, I will not be put to shame with all boldness, 
Christ shall even now as always exalt himself in my body. Christ will just come manifesting through me and I won't be put to shame in anything. And he goes on to say it's through your prayers and a provision of the Spirit of Jesus. A provision of the Spirit of Jesus. Your portion of the Spirit of Jesus. You get a supply a substance, the spirit of Jesus, measurable. Yeah. You get it. That's what's going to keep him from being ashamed. Couldn't put him to shame. It's the same thing that keeps us from falling on our faces as Christians. The spirit Seriously. of God is what we depend on to live the Christian life. It's that simple. And I, I love the way in Philippians 3... He says, this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I want to know more of Christ. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> more? You, you do know him. Then he says, mm -hmm. I want to know the power's resurrection all the more. Yes. Didn't he resurrect some guy named Eutychus that yes, fell out did. of it? He did. That wasn't enough? It wasn't enough. I want to know him and the power of resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering? Yes. I want to know what it's like to suffer for Christ? Wow. How many people can say that? Not me. No one can say it that doesn't know him. Right. And there it is. There's that word again. No. We could say, we should say, I want to experience more of Christ. Exactly. I want to experience more of the power of his resurrection. Even though I already raised a guy from the dead that fell asleep during my sermon, fell out the third story window. I want to know more of him, the power of his resurrection. I want to know more of the fellowship of his sufferings, even though five times he was beaten with Roman rods and got the 40 minus one lashes thrown mm -hmm. in jail. Mm-hmm. And none of that deterred him? No, no. And by God's grace, we will know more about this. We will know more about this subject because we've got hundreds of podcasts left to do. But as far as this podcast it is... We don't we have will, many minutes. <laughs> yeah, we, we will come to a close in prayer. And I'd like to lead the prayer if you don't mind. Father God, you are our deliverance. You are the source of delivering us from ourselves. You are the source of delivering us from our very own inadequacies. Your spirit in us can perfect us. It can make us shine and radiate a model Christian. We are learning, just learning to depend on you to live this Christian life through us. Please keep showing us all the verses that tell us the same idea over and over because we need to hear it over and over, Lord. So keep pointing to the verses and we will keep reciting them or reading them out loud to all the people 
who listen to the podcast and please give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they can grasp how wide and long and high and deep is your love and know that love that surpasses knowledge to experience that love that surpasses the human ability to fathom that type of love it's in your son's name we pray these things amen amen thank you steve thank you guys thank you guys we love you good night amen